so I today am with my co-host Britt Albin, and we are joined by her best friend Jennifer Nickerson. So Jen, welcome to the set. We're so glad you're here. With Thank us. you. I'm so excited. Get to hear your story of friendship and how both of you have nurtured that over the years. That it's been long distance. So 16 to 17 years, right? Where is the timetable we're on of your friendship together? I think so. Is is that right, Jennifer? Yeah, because we graduated in 2007. So. Yeah. Because we went, celebrated so our graduation there. together, but we don't know how we got to where we had co-planned a party together. We just <laughs> poofed and had a party. <laughs> I just showed that. up on the limo and she was there with a Dallas Cowboy player. And um, I thought, you know, we're at this small little Bible college and she has this limo rented. Uh, nobody else, you know, was renting a limo for this Bible college. Um graduation but there was something about her I just knew from the moment I met her I was like she carries such joy with her wherever she goes and you know life is um life is exciting and I just wanted I knew I just wanted to get to know her um but I will say I was afraid like I I only had like one or two good friends at that point um so it's not like I had all of these friends and I was honestly unsure of how to cultivate that friendship in my early twenties. Mm. And she was great at reaching out and connecting people. And that is one of her absolute, like amazing giftings, um, that I can attest to like for this, the 16, 17 years I've known her, um, she's a great connector of people. And so she would be the one, you know, giving people the opportunity to come together. And that is what I needed um, at that season of my life. But now I see the ways that I've picked up um, those, those lessons from her to be able to be the one who's connecting people, who is, mm -hmm. you know, giving other people the opportunity um, that may feel uncomfortable and bridging the gap um, for other people so that we can, you know, cultivate connection. And so, yeah, I love that. So I you found where the party was, Britt. You're like, yes. like a good time right there. <laughs> exactly. I want to be over there in that limo with that girl. Right. <laughs> and then it just blossoms. Okay. So you guys were at Christ for the Nations and then you, uh, that you said DBU is connected to CFNI, right? And so you both went. And so I know Britt in our uh, conversation that we had yesterday, uh, music and art. And so Jennifer, what did you pursue in school? In yeah, DBU? At, and at CFNI, I did music as well. Okay. So there's a small chance that, well, actually a large chance that Brittany and I were in the same class because we did the same degree there. So that's probably how we met. Somehow <laughs> we don't remember. But did we just figure it out? <laughs> I know. No, I have no, still no idea. I know. Um, but then I went to DBU and did uh, broadcast communication. So tell us about what you're actively doing now in your life. Yeah. So I actually, uh, I'm utilizing both my degrees, which I feel like is a rare thing sometimes. So um, on the music side, I got an associates in music. And um, I lead worship at a church and then I sing at military events. I used to have a country band, but I don't anymore. Um, so that's on the music side. And then on the broadcast side, I, uh, my role basically on a day to day is hosting whether live events, emceeing, interviewing to uh, online spokesperson, brand ambassador to um, television and military events, right? 
Well, yeah. So that fits in with the events on the MC side. It's all sorts of nonprofits and things like that. And so I do have a heavy involvement in the military community, which kind of came from being involved with church. Then I had this country band and I was asked to sing the anthem a lot and just different things snowballed into, um, I have this part of my life that I am from a military family. So there's that, but my own avenue of, um, involvement, even this morning, I was, um, asked to sing the anthem at a, a military vehicle giveaway to a, um, participant that, um, really needed a vehicle for a lot of different reasons, but caliber collision, USAA, um, one tribe foundation joined anyway. So those are the kind of things that it's not every day, but it's pretty often that a military event will pop up. And there's a few other foundations I'm a part of, which is air power foundation, uh, holidays and heroes, which gives Christmas gifts to military families. It's real sweet. So anyway, that's the military side, but yeah, I love it. I love helping people tell their story and that's what I do. Yeah, that's beautiful. What, what transpires at some of your events? Because you're, you interview, right? Yes. That's, that's a, a piece of what you do. And so then you're a storyteller and you love stories. If you interview people, <laughs> I love so it. Yeah. some of those conversations look like for you to draw your inspiration from as you continue your work that you're doing day in and day out. Yeah. So, I mean, ever since I was a child, I've, always been inquisitive and asked a lot of questions. Um, so it's just kind of part of my DNA, which that plays into it because some events are scripted questions Mm -hmm. and they kind of want you to stay in a box, but, um, every so often, I guess more than not, um, events come where there are questions given and then they let you kind of, you know, expand off that. So, I mean, I was a part of, I just got some of the footage back today for earth X event that Trimble Crow actually, heads up here in the Texas, uh, area, but it's a global thing. And I was talking to people about climate change and things in that, uh, lane. And then another time I'll be talking to a military family who lost their parents, uh, in war. And so you're talking about the trauma and the healing through that. So I love that it's that that career is just all over the place. So I get to learn about all different things. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing, and it kind of plays into the friendship, like we all want to be heard. We all want to be seen and heard and known. And even the most introverted person, whatever that looks like for them, they still want to be seen, heard and known, whatever that capacity is. So it's really special, uh, in the interview time because people want to talk about themselves and Mm. it's neat to see them come to live and, um, hear what they're proud of. Yeah, I love that. It gives you an opportunity to bring validation at the at the forefront for those people, right? And just give them, even if it's a few minutes, to really let them know that, hey, you're not invisible, that I see you, and to give them an opportunity to tell their story. That's beautiful. Britt, have you been able to attend any of Jennifer's events? I have, and I love to see her in action. I'm like her biggest cheerleader, um, but also like the one behind the scenes trying to get all the video footage, like her phone footage, you know, so she can share. And, you know, we don't, we don't get to see each other in person at her events that often, but I, I do live on her IG stories because she's always posting fun things that I know you uh, have a good Instagram feed. (laughs) She does. And you never know, like, this is the funny thing about our friendship is we talk just about every other day. Right. And so I know what she's up to, but there are times where I'm like, Jennifer, 
you were at such and such event. I didn't even know you had that going on. I had to find out through your Instagram stories, you know, and she's like, oh yeah, it's just a thing. <laughs> okay. You're trying to keep up, right? Right. Oh, that's amazing. Well, and it's tricky because like it is, I love what I get to do and the things are really fun, but like, I don't know, even my family, um, you know, my mom even will be like, oh, I didn't know the same thing. I didn't know you were doing that. And I talk to her often too, but, um, I don't know, you know, I mean, it's like, you can only talk about yourself so much or be like, guess what, you know, and my stuff is so, it's not like a eight hour event. They're like an hour to three hour events. And there are a lot, but that's how I, you know, keep my life and job going. And, um, it yeah. really can sometimes get too much. So it's like kind of pick and choose, I guess. What yeah, I a lot of moving parts and pieces with yeah. what you do and keeping up and who not to tell what and keeping it private and, you know, all of those things, right. There's some, I'm sure you do, you MC private events too. And, and there's just so many, so many things going, you don't, you know, I mean, all of a sudden, I think when you're in that realm, every, the world feels very small, it's big, but it's like, everyone's so connected. Right. So yeah, it's I was just talking to someone about that today, being from Dallas, that it's a big city, but you're pretty much one degree, if not two away from everyone. But to talk about the privacy thing, I got into TV commercials a long time ago. And then sooner or later you get an agent with sound. It sounds way more fancy than it really is. It's just that I love doing it and she finds more work than I can find. Um, But one of the first commercials I got through this recent agent, Josh Dumel was on Mm. and it was for a casino. And anyway, where I'm going with that is a lot of things I'd been a part of. You could post, it wasn't a big deal, but this one, and I hadn't, thank God, um, they confiscated phones. And if they saw that you posted it before it was on TV, or if they didn't approve what you post, um, they would kick you off the commercial right then. So I learned the fast way about it's better to wait, you know, or figure out, you know, which ones can you post or not post all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're innocent, right? You're just excited. And it's fun. Totally. Yes. Sometimes people get starstruck and you're like, oh, what's happening? You know, yeah. so like you just human to human. Sometimes you just, you're totally innocent. You're just happy, happy to be there, right? Along for the ride. Quick, fun story. Um, Because we do live long distance. One time Brittany and Lenny were in town and I um was hosting this event for the, remember the ESPN championship yes. football game. And so Cinemark Theaters partnered with ESPN and they were doing this like red carpet interview at one of their theaters and they hosted the game on their big screen. So Brittany yeah. and Lenny came, it was so much fun, but they liked, um, they liked Brittany's outfit more than they liked my outfit. <laughs> so on the spot, Brittany like changed with me so I could have the outfit that they wanted me to have, which is her, which she is my <laughs> most stylish friend. Um, it was just so the jacket. It was so a jacket, but the jacket, jacket was like a, <laughs> It was a long, it was a full outfit, Jack. I mean, it was beautiful. So I ended up buying one soon after. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but that's the kind of friend she is. Oh my God. Look, that's if a you great can't story. change on the spot for your friends, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. She's like, get your clothes off. Hurry up. I need them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. So I want to circle back, Britt. You, okay. So when did you meet Lenny? Yeah. So I started going to CFNI in 2006. And so mm-hmm. I was not looking for a relationship. Um, I had been really hurt by a previous relationship. And so, so Lenny was there and we just kept seeing each other with, there was like a, a little gym on campus. And so we met there and I played ping pong. And so I would, um, you know, I would, coerce people to come play with me and pretend like I didn't know how to play and then beat them. 
Well, you talked about this. You talked about I'm good at ping pong. Jennifer, do you play ping pong? I do, but I'm definitely not to Brittany's level. So, okay, Brittany, carry on. Yeah, so I don't know that I have the skills today, all these years later, but um, he made it a point. He was like, no, I'm going to go, you know, beat this girl real quick. And I beat him 7 0. Um, he does not remember it that way, but, um, but it's true. So yeah, so we connected there and then a friend of ours invited us to church. We, we, um, instantly just knew there was a connection and prayed heavily over, you know, the potential relationship. And we dated from that point on for like eight months. And then eight months later we got married. So Jennifer and I were friends, um, but not so close until after I was married. So, but then my husband worked a lot. I mean, he was working 60 plus hours a week and I was a newlywed and, you know, that kind of thing. And so um, I'm grateful for that time because I think that's really when our friendship started developing deeper because I had more time on my hands and didn't want to be home alone. And she said, come to the gym, you know, there's a kickboxing class. And so that's where we ended up every Monday night. Um, and then, you know, every other day of the week. So okay, yeah, so Tim and Jennifer, well. um, they met, I think it was like in line for registration, right, Jennifer? And well, it's so we actually didn't meet, you know, like when you go oh, somewhere yeah. for the first time and you just remember a moment, a person, a whatever, yeah. um, I went all alone because I had actually just come out of a breakup too um, and went to CFNI. No friends that were coming with me. It was just me. And I remember standing in line and he just happened to be the person in front of me, but I, I didn't introduce myself or anything. We were, you know, doing orientation stuff, but I always remember that because he was the guy in front of me for the whole process. And then two years later, I'm like, oh, well, you married Brittany and here we are. <laughs> You're like, you were the guy in front of me. I love that. Okay. So then fast forward to today, 16, 17 years later, what has it looked like? Like bring me into the mountaintops and the valleys. Like, what does this look like for both of you being long distance and both of you leading very full, creative, beautiful lives and different lives. And yet you have always continued to stay connected and find your way to each other. Have you ever had a breakup? Have you ever had a time apart? Have you ever had a fence? Have you worked through some things together? Um, you know, tell me the, tell me the, the challenges and the beautiful. Jennifer, you want me to, you you want to, you want to speak to that? <laughs> well, I'll just say there's a few adjectives that come to mind. I don't, at least for me, you can tell me if I'm wrong, Brittany. I, I don't, think we've ever had like a breakup or fight or anything like that. I think what has kept our relationship the way it is, is several adjectives, which is intentionality because we're long distance. Mm -hmm. We'd be very intentional. Um, being super authentic. We don't really get offended. You know, we call each other and she doesn't answer. I know she's going to call me back. I'm not worried about it. Vice versa. I mean, there's dependability, I guess would be the word there. Mm -hmm. Um, zero judgment. You know, I have, a lot of people growing up here and growing up in church. Um, and I was talking to Brittany about this the other day that I can count on one hands and that's including my family people. And I have great friends. Um, but I can count on one hand, including family members that I know I could call and tell 
almost the worst because everyone's excited when it's good. Right. Um, but the worst of the worst thing. And I know that I know the person on the other end of the line, and that would be Brittany too, is not going to, they're not going to judge me. They're going to be honest. They might be disappointed in me. Um, but they're not going to judge me. They're not, they're going to only encourage me. And one thing about Brittany that I've always really liked, that's been a part of our friendship is whatever I tell her, even if I know she doesn't like it, I think that's also, we have chosen to be accountable in our relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, and so, you know, you're only as accountable as you let yourself be accountable for. Um, and so we probably overshare, I mean, even to the point of just thoughts, like we probably overshare with each other to like some people's opinions, I would think, would think that, but, um, basically there's just never been judgment. There's always acceptance, but it always leads us back to Jesus. That's, I think the core of our relationship as friends is, um, whether we've made a really bad decision, um, like flat out sinful, we'll call it, or just emotional or whatever on the negative side, there's never judgment. And it's always, it's not as so much accepting what has happened, but it's, just knowing it's a safe place and knowing mm-hmm. that the other loves Jesus. I love Jesus enough to, you know, for, to pray for her if she's going through a tough time or vice versa. And there's no holding us to why would you do that or anything? It's just encouragement. And sometimes it's tough love encouragement, but it is. And, you know, um, it, yeah. no matter what, like it's a commitment that just kind of formed in a friendship that no matter what, like we love each other, we're there for the long haul. And it would have to be something pretty crazy for me to be like, Brittany. I'm going to need space, you know, like, yeah, I don't think there's anything that would make me go, Oh no, you really dropped the ball this time. Like it is what it is. We're human. There's acceptance in that and grace and, you know. Yeah. And I think also we, we've been in different seasons, like just our entire friendship, but somehow Mm -hmm. we learn things together. And so having that desire to learn collectively as a a friend, um, that has propelled us through really, really tough seasons, even though they've looked really different. You know, I may be going something through something with my marriage. She may be going through something with a friend or, you know, um, whatever it may be, we are still like committed to one another and growing in friendship, but also committed to learning. Um, so like, I remember there was a season where, we were really struggling in our own different ways with our mindset. And so what we would do is, you know, I would call her if I was struggling with something and I would just start walking the neighborhood and talking and she would call me when she needed to walk and talk. So we would literally work out or walk it out what we were learning and how to have the mind of Christ. And, um, And that was so helpful during that time, because I think we Mm -hmm. saw the growth in one another and it made me, it deepened my love for my friend because I saw one, how she was committed to showing up two how she was committed to loving Jesus and, and furthering her relationship with him. And then three being there for me when I needed accountability and I needed somebody to process she was there. And so there's Mm -hmm. something beautiful that happens in that place where you show up and you're saying, I'm willing to be vulnerable with you and grow through X, Y, Z with you. And then the other person also committing to do that too. So that's been something that's been, um, just like the sweetest memory for me, Mm -hmm. um, to have that with a friend that 
you know what you've gone through, what you've grown through and what you're committed to becoming. Yeah. We used to say we want to have a podcast called, this is back then, called the Walk and Talk <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. And we'd finish and we'd always come to some type of good place of peace. And we were like, why do we not record yeah. that? And it was so, it was like wax on, wax off is I think a yeah. season yeah. where we did it again and again. And I mean, there were some days we'd call each other. I will say I did probably not her, but I'd call her three, four times. I'm like, I don't <laughs> can't get over blah, blah, whatever it was. And there was always grace. Um, yeah. I, I think another, um, We'll Two other sermons, songs, whatever yeah. it takes. <laughs> I think there was a discernment that we've had as friendships where um, we had a discernment and is this helpful or not helpful? Like um, we never teamed up. If I'm frustrated at someone or she's frustrated, some, we're never like, you know, I can't believe those people. Da, 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 da. I mean, there's an honesty to the moment, but, you know, like really having discernment of fueling the right fire in the situation, mm-hmm. um, which oh, is super helpful. It. Yeah. Not, um, not gossiping to about the other person. Cause that just fuel, fuels the wrong flame. But I think we were more, Hey, what is God speaking to our heart through this? Like what, what is, um, what is something that maybe is a lie of the enemy that, you know, you're believing about this person or the questions like that, like the real reflection questions where it kind of turns it on like, Hey, I may not be thinking about this the right way, or maybe I just need rest. Maybe I've just been going nonstop and I just need to take a moment to like breathe and, and know that my life is going to be okay. Even though, you know, we're, we've got all of these different things that we're handling and, um, or struggling through things like that. Juliet, I was thinking we're sharing a lot of deep things. And so we've walked out some really deep things together, but we definitely, yeah, a lot of fun things together too, in regards to, I mean, going to Mavericks games, remember that? And one of the visiting coaches gave us, uh, visiting coaches gave us floor seats, um, or I guess pretty close to the floor seats, or we used to go, um, to this, uh, dance place, family friendly dance place. And we would shut that down, just dance in the night away. Girls want to have, you know, just have fun. Um, and then poor Brittany. Tell them about the ambulance. Yeah. I, Julia, I don't know what it is, but I love I don't like tragedy and I don't like accidents, but I also have this pull to it when I see the sirens go by or the lights go by. And so where I live, there's a street where sometimes they're zooming by. And so Brittany has been over when we are like in pajamas and I'm like, we got to go. There's like 10 that went by and she's been such a trooper in my chasing, like people chase tornadoes. (laughs) I chase Here's the thing. Jennifer loves animals, like all animals. So if there's a squirrel or a bunny or something, like she wants to go befriend it. And then she loves police chases or like, you know, if there's a fire, um, a fire truck going by, she wants to go, there's something in her that wants to go investigate. And so I have learned in our friendship, like, these are the things that her soul loves. So I will be the friend in pajamas, even though I, you know, sometimes want to go to bed. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like let, as long as we don't get too close. Cause I don't want to go to jail, but, um, but <laughs> she, would. Go, she would, go like, to jail she would go to jail. She would absolutely go to jail with you. We'd cry. I would look very, cool. very cute in some black and white stripes. <laughs> no, I would rather not, but if it comes down to it, cellmate. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing about our relationship, you know, when people hear of our friendship or the highs and lows that we've walked through and the unconditional Mm -hmm. love, it's like, okay, well, I want that too. What does that look like? And I think there's two things that are really important to know is we're not in the same, we're not in the same state doing this. So we both have talked to each other about, um, wanting more friends where we're at. So our friendship is unique in that it doesn't fill the void of wanting local friends. So that's still something Mm -hmm. that we talk about. Like it is hard to find really good friends and you can grow up with people your whole life and you have that connection. But sometimes just because you grew up with people doesn't mean you have the years and the history, but it doesn't mean you have the depth of unconditional love or, you know, um, what her and I have. But I think that's important to know that I think a lot of women really struggle with wanting genuine friendship and it is so hard to find, but I think there's so many different kinds of friendships and regarding, you know, the just acquaintance, cause you have kids in the same class or your coworkers or whatever. And if that path wasn't connected, you probably wouldn't be friends or when it, the path stops connecting, you're not going to be friends it, all the way to what I think with, what Brittany and I have is like a it's almost like appointed by God is kind of how it feels. And so I think mm-hmm. whether it's because we've chosen God for our foundation separately, and that joins us as better friends that way, um, there's a deeper spiritual connection of like sisterhood that I think people crave, but they don't know how to get. And yeah. I don't think it always should have to take 16 years, but I mean, Brittany and I, we have shared almost every I mean, there are some things that obviously decisions I've made in my life that I wish I could go back and undo and not make. And pretty much like my mom and Brittany and maybe my sister knows like that's yeah. it, things yeah. like that. But that's because not everyone is a safe place for that kind of um, sharing and all of that. But I think really the start of it is being the friend that you want. And yeah. We that's are the friend so towards each other that we want. And I think, mm. you know, kind of how discernment is just a key word here because what to share with people and whatnot. And there's, because there's different kinds of friendships. I have the fun can call on a whim just to, you know, fill a lunch spot or a dinner spot because I'm free, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to call them when I've made a horrific mistake or I'm struggling with anxiety or I'm struggling yeah. with why is God not coming through that kind of stuff. So I sure. think sermon is just such a key part of what kind of person am I going to be? And what kind of person is this friend that I want? And I think we've gone to the kind of maybe the wrong people thinking they're going to be the friends that we want and taking people for what they are. Actually, let me end there with this thought. Brittany and I take each other for as we are in each season. So yeah. Um, yeah. if someone is kind of more flighty person and they're more just fun and not deep. Well, I should not put on them an expectation that they can hold my deepest times of sharing. Cause that's just not who they are. Or maybe it's just not the season. Yeah. Um, so just again, discernment of who's who and how they are. And, um, mm-hmm. but really going back to me starting myself to be the friend that I want to be. Yeah, that's so good, Jennifer. And just to add to that, you know, I wrote this down um, earlier when I was thinking about what we were going to share, but I, I wrote, we have an idea of what friendship and life and community looks like, but we're, uh, we're too often quick to judge, easily, easily offended and too comfortable being alone. So there's risk involved, you know, in friendship and developing friendships and all good things take intention. Um, they take effort. So good friendships are possible. And God has placed women in your life. You may be praying for friends 
and saying, God, I don't see them anywhere. I don't know where they are. Um, but you're waiting for somebody to reach out to you and say, Hey, let's go do this. Let's, you know, or be vulnerable with you. And it may just be a season where you need to be that person. Um, I'm not saying to what Jennifer said, like, tell them everything, because as we all know, there are certain people who we can go deep with and be vulnerable with and certain people that we cannot. Right. Um, but but it could just be too that God has already answered your prayer for friendship. Mm. It's just, you're not allowing yourself to be open enough to invite people in. And so I think that's where, you know, beautiful friendships can be local. They can be remote too, you know, like long distance. Um, but there's just something to be said about um, letting others in and like being the person to invite, um, other people to go to coffee or, or even just to serve with them, you know, um, that I just wanted to touch on that because that, that came to mind when Jennifer was talking that you can't be vulnerable with everyone, but you can, if, if you feel connected to someone and you, there's something in you that says, oh man, I would love to get to know her, be the one to go after that friendship and, and see where that leads, you know? That's so beautiful, Britt. Yeah. I mean, it requires investing your time and your energy and your resources and not keeping tabs on anything really. Right. Like, I mean, it, and you, you said something, Jennifer, not sitting in a seat of judgment. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that you've never felt judged by Brett and that Brittany, I'm sure you would say the same thing, that that's mutual and the discernment that you've, that you both had in your friendship and how you've pursued one another with intentionality and how that's been reciprocated over and over in the years. And, you know, there's seasons of our friendships where oftentimes it can seem like we've talked so much about ourselves to our friend. And then you just, you get into this rhythm of realizing that, no, this is what it looks like because you know, that season will come for them. And you realize that I'm just being there. I'm sitting in the pain with you. I'm getting to rejoice with you. I'm I'm getting this front row seat of, of watching you overcome and get through the trenches so that you can, so that you can rejoice and so that you can come through the pain and have, you know, and have that power on the other side of what you're walking through and that we become women that other women around us, they, they want to trust again that both of you are women of integrity and character that you're trustworthy. Um, Jennifer, you said being a safe place, always look at, you know, my, my core that I have around me that God's placed in my life. And I mean, that's the two things, a soft and safe place to land. I had a situation the other night come up and I was just, I was disappointed. I was really sad. And there was two different friends that came to mind and I, I really paused and I said, God, which one? Cause I could call both. Right. But which, which one, which one do I call? And to be able to, to look up in our lives and look around us and see the relationships that we have and that we've, that we've invested in and to know that we, we have that ebb and that flow constantly going on. What price can you put on that? 
on those relationships that you that you have in your life. I heard someone say uh, the other day, you know, if you've had a friend that has been in your life longer than 15 years, are they really friends at that point? Aren't they family? <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, that is, that is how it feels. It's, it's, it is a sweet gift to walk life with people for 10, 15 plus years. And you realize that they're most likely they're, they're lifers at this point. These are, these are women that I'm going to, to walk life with and go through different seasons and rewrite and start new chapters and end some. And that's the beauty in all of it though, is we get to see all the moving parts and pieces of our lives when we really truly walk life with another human being. And both of you obviously have done that so well and, and so intentionally throughout the years. What would you say to the woman that Jennifer, that doesn't have that person in their lives. I know Britt, you were just sharing about showing up and investing and, um, Jennifer, what would you say to that person who is struggling with not having those people in their lives currently? Yeah, gosh, it's, it's a hard place to be. Um, because I'm 40 now, I just turned 40 last month and I'm not married and I don't have kids. And so I am in a odd spot where, um, I don't have the mom friends cause we both have kids even as a single mom and then I'm not married. So we don't have the marriage thing. And so it's a, it's a really odd place to be at my age, single and not divorced and single with kids, just single. And so I know what that feels like, even with local friends I've had since a child, cause our schedules are just different. You know, they're dealing with yeah. school events and they're so busy and I'm busy, but it's in different times of the day and all of that. So to that woman, first I say it's real. It's, it feels harder than it is. It feels heavier than it is, but it is real. And the reason I say heavier than it is, is because, and we talked about this a second ago, Brittany and I, in our pause is that there's a risk involved. And if you've been hurt by people, then it's even more of a risk, but there's always places to go to meet people. So that's the encouraging part that makes it not as hard, but what feels hard is that step to go to those places. Yeah. So I recently in the past year joined a new church. And so I'm making a bunch of new friends there and, um, it's been amazing, but I had to take the risk of going to this new place, meeting new people. And, um, you know, it's like a job or like dating or whatever, you know, all the same, hi, what do you do? And that same rigmarole, you just want to get past that to can we connect or not? Are we, can we be friends or not? I think, um, there, you know, just ideas, let's say, you know, what are you passionate about? Do you like sports? Do you like playing sports? Do you like gardening? Do you like painting? And there's just so many places to go, um, and take that step to get involved and meet people. So where it feels like you're so alone, um, it can also be a really neat place to kind of even refine yourself. Sometimes when we get to the place of loneliness, either we need to you know, step out a little bit more and go to things that are of interest and we'll find people that are like-minded of interest or try something new. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think the Lord really is faithful. And I do believe he wants us to have friends and wants us to be in fellowship. I think the more lonely you are, the more physically alone you allow yourself to be. And then you are alone then, but I think to fight that alone, which is 
you know, something the devil's trying to bring on and say, no, that can go back to, I'll encourage the woman. That's when you need to be the friend that you want. So the practical things are go find the things you like to do and go find the places you like to be at. But then also you feel alone. We'll find other people that feel alone and be that friend to them that they want. And I think that can really uh, begin the snowball to friendships. Yeah, that's so good. Sometimes when you're by yourself, it's, it can feel a little scary. And, you know, sometimes women will say, well, that's just not my personality to go, to go sit or to, to venture out or to try new things or do new things. And what I hear you saying is you can do it. (laughs) Like, come on, you can do it. Because what I think about when you're sharing that piece is, okay, maybe starting doesn't feel comfortable, but placing yourself in an environment of something that you actually enjoy. Well, like, okay, if, if drinking coffee is something that you really enjoy and you enjoy going to coffee shops, just start by talking to the barista and talking to the person next to you could at least take the edge off and help you to connect, or they may strike up a conversation with you, but it's making yourself available and having that willingness to at least try. And if it doesn't work out the first time, keep doing it because it will. I just lived something fairly recently in the past few years where um, I had talked to Brittany about this and just wishing I had more friends with pretty much the same schedule would be um, what I was looking for because I just couldn't connect. And um, there were some people that I already knew that I was friends with, but it was just one of those things like they were my friends, but like, I just really needed friends. And I felt like the Lord just spoke to me one time and said, you're not stewarding the friendships that I've put in front of you. And I kind of think I overlooked them as being what the Lord had brought to me. And I don't know if it was a test. I don't know. But I started pouring myself into some friendships that probably otherwise I would have thought of as acquaintances or just kind of passing through friendships. And the more that I steward that intentionally and invested in them and spent time with them when I really didn't want to, or had conversations that were not really of interest for me, but really I intentionally decided to do that and steward them would again, be the word the Lord did something and did something in my heart, changed me and the friendship changed. And then since then the Lord brought even, you know, newer friends and ones that I do connect with on a more uh, easy level kind of thing. And so there's something to that too, that we are around people that we're not stewarding Mm -hmm. and then we want friendships. And it's like, well, maybe start even with those people that you're overlooking as potential friends. Um, cause you never know, they might need your friendship more than you need theirs, but we can get, so I need, I need, I need, and maybe the Lord will grow your, um, fulfillment and friendships by being the friend to them without care for yourself in that moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And investing your time in what they have going on. It's easy to get so caught up in our own challenges and what we have going on. And then we fall into the isolation and then that, that feeling of, uh, of loneliness. What we find is that we then succumb to hiding out and that's when it really gets dangerous, right? Because then, then we really do become, we become isolated and that isolation starts to feel way too comfortable. And then we have anxiety we have fear and uh, fear of people and relationships. And so we get outside of ourselves and really begin to invest in others. And it's, it's amazing how God works through those conversations to bring us hope, to stir that hope up within us and, 
realize that, oh, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one going through this. There are some amazing people around me. And we there's so much that we don't know about the people around us. And, you know, begin with love, begin with seeing someone else, be, being able to, to say, hey, how are you doing? I see you. You referenced that earlier, Jennifer. I see you. That letting someone know that you care about them, you care about their life and their story and what they're going through. And it's amazing how it seems to um, to ease your own your own pain or what you're walking through, and brings you so much joy to invest in the relationships that are around you. So y'all are amazing. Thank you for sharing some of your friendship and your story with us. It's beautiful how you've nurtured that over the years, and it's taken time. So we've talked about cost that we're risky. <laughs> <laughs> but we're worth it. Um, the love, the intentionality, the nurturing that it, you know, what it requires both of you 16, 17 years into your friendship. Thank God you have each other and that you've been able to do life so beautifully and so well with each other. And Juliet, I wanted to add this one last thing too, because I think so oftentimes we are looking out for, you know, outward for friendships. Mm -hmm. And we'll enter into a place and we'll say, I need to impress these people. I need to impress these women, right? Mm -hmm. And so we go into it wanting connection, but we instead try to fill ourselves up and, you know, share our accolades and all the things that we've done because we want to be liked. And I think, um, you know, instead of walking into places where you feel like you have to prove yourself, just like Jennifer was saying, simply start asking engaging questions to get to know people, to choose connection. And Mm -hmm. that shift alone, I believe, and Jennifer, I know believes, um, and you too, Juliet, that that will start cultivating the right friendships in your life. You know, Jennifer and I, we are the, she's the only one that calls me by my full first name, Brittany, other than my mama. (laughs) She loves first names. And that is like an intimate, you know, knowing, um, I love to be known by her in that way because we are on first name basis, but like real first name basis. And I call her Jennifer and not Jen, but then we also have another name for each other. And that's kindred because I'll say, Hey, Kindred, how are you today? Or something, you know, along those lines. And it's because there's a spirit in her that I resonate with that my spirit resonates with. And so there's a a deeper connection there. And we acknowledge that often in each other. I think, yeah. Well, I, cause I thought of something a little bit ago about, I was thinking Kindred. And I think that's another thing, Juliet, with Brittany and I, that just through life and different things, we always are sharing what the Lord's sharing with us for the most part. And maybe we've processed it first by ourselves or sat on it, but we share a lot about what the Lord's sharing. And there were just so many time, like moments and after moments where it was like, oh my gosh, me too. Like we're going through a totally different situation with different people, but the Lord spoke, you Mm. know, be quiet in this moment or be gentle or say this or whatever. And it was always similar. And that's where we were like, Oh my gosh, me too. Oh, we're kindred spirits. And it was just kind of this thing. And then it was like, Oh my gosh, like we're the same, like the Lord's really yeah. working on out at the same mm. time, which is really special. And I think God has that for everyone. You know, I don't yes. think some yes. two special people that just found each other. I mean, I feel that way, but I think the Lord has that for everybody, you know, cause if we were just connected by school, that 
doesn't keep you connected the way this is. If we were connected by styles and clothing and stuff in common, it keeps you connected. But to this level, it truly is day after day sharing Mm -hmm. what the Lord shared on our hearts, just walking our faith out together. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And that's why you're on ground table because we needed to find what your starting point was, right? (laughs) We think maybe we cracked the code. Maybe it was in the same class together. We don't know, but the limousine tied it up. Because Brett was like, we're doing, that's the party right there, baby. We're going there. (laughs) And you've been partying ever since. No, I, I agree with you, Jennifer. I, everything that you're saying, um, we can look at our relationships and, and we can just sit in, what is it going to cost us? But Britt and I talked about this yesterday in another conversation. And I always arrive at that place in my life is what is it going to cost me if I don't say yes? And what we miss out on the relationships that we miss out on, because the heartbeat of God is people, it's relationships. God has that available for each and every one of us. We can say that with confidence because if it's important to us, it's important to him. He designed us to not live life alone. He designed us to do life with other people. I know we could talk about this for so long. <laughs> like I have so many more questions. We'll have to do a 2.0. <laughs> One little thing that I thought um, that we did that I think is really great. And I've pulled into some other friendships because um, a lot of stuff that her and I have cultivated and it's just happened. And I think she agrees with this too. Um, it helps us be better friends to other people. So it's not like we're in this little bubble that it's just yeah. everything's so great here in this friendship. Like there's just ways that I've learned from her and vice versa. And because of stuff I've learned from her, I'm now a better friend to all these other people. Um, One thing that we did that I really liked was we were going through during COVID some really, really hard stuff. Mm. And I mean, tears and separate stuff, but at the same time, and couldn't seem to get our thoughts together and emotions together. And just a lot of stuff felt really out of control. So when it just seemed hit after hit, um, you know, in those days, we started celebrating the smallest of wins and that helped so much. And what I mean by that is it was like, Brittany, I felt super insecure in this moment or I got mad or whatever. And I didn't do anything about it. I didn't act on <laughs> like the smallest uh, stuff, like internal so wins. But we did that and we still do that. And um, yeah. we just got back from two friendship trips with some other girls um, mm. and two different ones. And, you know, we did that there and it, it catches on mm. and people are like, Oh, I didn't even think that was something to celebrate or be grateful for, but you know, all the things that I think that really can play a part in any relationship or just acquaintance or at work, like people seeing you being grateful and celebrating super small things that 99% of people just scoot by and don't think about it really, uh, rubs off, I think. And so we've done that and years later are still doing that, but that really helped when it seemed like everything was crashing in. We could see the beauty in the moment of really small things. And then also our achievements, we celebrated achievements. They, yes. they were for us. And then, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so here we are celebrating bigger things. Yes. I love it. Being there to champion each other, right. Being, being your biggest fan and cheerleader and, Yeah, it's amazing. It really is being able to support one another and love each other through, through everything. And like you said earlier, Jennifer, not, not being in that place of, of judgment. And I, that increases the, the trust that increases the value of that relationship. It allows us to continue to keep those pathways of communication always open because we know 
we do have that safe place to be able to say, I can bring this to you. What I know about both of you is that you take those you take those pieces in and I know that each of you pray for one another. Yesterday, before Britt and I got off of our hard time together, she we were sharing and she was like, I'm just gonna pray for you right now. And I was like, oh, I love this. Yes, please. <laughs> so I know that I know that, that has to be a, a significant piece of what both of you share is is going to bat for each other and fighting on your knees for each other to see something through in your lives. Definitely. Definitely. There, there are so many times and I can't even like, I can't even count them. Just how many times Jennifer said, let's pray about it right now. Or I, you know, she'll call me and I'm like, before we even start talking about it, let's just pray. And that is so helpful because that yeah. synergy together with the, with the Lord to where, Hey, before we even begin talking about anything, let's just cover it in prayer. And then the solutions or, you know, the, the mind shifts will, will happen in the conversation. And then we end the call, then we're like, ah, oh, I feel so much better. But not only that, like I have a, I have a path in front of me. I know what I need to do, or I know the way that I need to think. And that happens all the time. Iron sharpens iron. I love that. You both are amazing. Thank you again for sharing your story. And to our listeners, today with ground table thank you for joining Britt and i and jennifer in our conversation we certainly hope that you gain some joy and clarity along the way and that you're encouraged to seek out those friendships look up because who you need may be right next to you so until next time friend both of you beautiful ladies thank you and to all of our listeners cheers and we'll talk to you soon